Good morning and welcome to Money Talk Extra on Radio 3. I'm Peter Lewis. Today we're going to take a look at open banking and see how it could transform the way you undertake financial services here in Hong Kong. Jimmy Lam will speak to an eczema patient to hear about her financial challenges. Finally, we'll learn who has come out top in the MPF Ratings Mandatory Provident Fund Awards. Please get in touch with your suggestions and questions by email, moneytalk at rthk.hk, or go to our Facebook page, Money Talk Extra, on RTHK Radio 3. Open banking has arrived in Hong Kong, and it will fundamentally change the way banks design and deliver products, and it will transform the way you engage with your bank. According to a study from financial technology company Finastra and IDC Financial Insights, Hong Kong is the third top market in Asia-Pacific in terms of open banking readiness. So what is open banking? To tell us, I'm joined now by James Lloyd, Asia-Pacific fintech leader at EY. Good morning, James. Good morning, Peter. Good to be here. What's open banking? Oh, gosh, I thought we were going to start with an easier question. Uh, so, so open banking in the most general sense is a secure way for customers and corporates to provide access to their financial data to banks or non-banks. So in effect, it's a technical means by which we could potentially see more competition in the market. And how would it change banking for us in terms of customer service and experience? Well, I think that's exactly it, Peter. I think the, the objective here, and we've seen open banking regimes of various varying kinds uh, globally, including here in Hong Kong, I think the objective ultimately is to provide greater customer choice. And as I say, that's by means of providing greater customer control. So if you then, as a corporate SME or an individual, have greater control and access to your financial data, then you can provide that data to your existing bank, to new banks, perhaps to non-banks. And as a consequence, we think the market for competition and customer choice expands. So this will allow us, in effect, to take control of our data and decide how it's going to be used more effectively? Well, I'm not sure I would say take full control of data in the sense that I'm not sure that's necessarily what every individual consumer wants or needs, but I think it'll provide greater choice. So what I mean by that is it enables us to select from, as I say, incumbent providers or new providers and provide them with the means to which by which they can provide us additional options, whether it be traditional banking, wealth asset management, perhaps insurance, and so on and so forth. So so really, I think this is a means by which, as I say, competition can grow across the sector. So will banking services be more innovative and responsive, which is a common complaint about our banks, isn't it? I, I think that's absolutely the objective. And I would say that in, especially in the Hong Kong context, we need to think about the open API framework uh, from the HKMA in relation to some of the other initiatives that are being pursued. You'd be familiar, of course, with the virtual banking uh, authorization regime, which is which is currently underway, wherein we expect to see a number of new uh, full fully licensed retail banks entering the market this year, thereby providing, again, as you say, kind of greater innovation competition. Similarly, the Faster Payment System initiative, which was introduced late last year, which provides for immediate account-to-account payments, etc. So really, there's a combination of infrastructure and regulatory change, which we think will drive competition in the market. And ultimately, the objective is to drive better customer choice and, as you say, innovation. So the Faster Payment System that you mentioned, that's a good example of open banking in action. Are we moving to an era of online banks where eventually it's going to be possible to do all our banking transactions off of our smartphone as we do with the faster payment system? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think not only are we moving to, an, to, to that era, but frankly, we'll be moving beyond it. What I mean by that is I think increasingly we will see financial services integrated into more common everyday activities. So specifically areas like travel, retail, transport. I think increasingly, as we've seen in mainland China, we'll see a lot of financial services kind of integrated in the background, you know, at point of sale, at point of activity. Um, so, you know, as as has been said before, it's not so much that you know, we need banks, but we need banking. So the manner in which that will be provided, I think, will change over the coming months and years. And are Hong Kong banks embracing open banking and collaborating more with external partners to enhance their capabilities in this area? I would say the results are mixed. I mean, I think, as is often the case, uh, you know, some some incumbents need to be dragged, uh, dragged kicking and screaming, but equally some are very much embracing it. Um, and I think it's a question of how you perceive partnerships in particular. Uh, you know, the, the whole fintech landscape really is is an opportunity for larger players to uh, leverage their strengths, but equally to partner with, whether through investments, joint ventures, collaborations with smaller players who can bring themselves different benefits and advantages to the table. So, you know, our view, frankly, is those that do best out of these types of changes and infrastructure changes, regulatory changes and so on, are those that are best capable and willing to partner with growth stage and non-traditional players. So are we going to see more digital-only banks in Hong Kong? We have a number of them now in the UK and, and elsewhere in Europe. Is that going to be the trend here? Peter, not only are we going to see more digital-only banks in Hong Kong, but we're going to see more innovative digital-only banks in Hong Kong than perhaps anywhere else in the world. And there's a very specific reason for that. And by the way, I should say, historically, I've not been overly bullish on the Hong Kong fintech and innovation market. So I've got some form in, in going against myself on this. But the reason is twofold. One, because of the infrastructure and regulatory change I've, I've laid out, which I think combined provides a, a pretty interesting groundwork for, for new and, and established players. But two, unlike perhaps in the UK where some of the challenger banks are, you know, in effect, startups who raise money, they seek to, uh, you know, build a better app, build a better customer experience and grow organically. I think what we're going to see in Hong Kong with large players learning from the China market in particular is the entry of new platform players uh, into financial services. So what I mean by that is existing companies with large established customer bases moving laterally into financial services. So, again, the big China examples, of course, are, you know, Ant, Ant Financial slash Alibaba moving from e-commerce where they have an established base increasingly into financial services, WeChat, Tencent, from messaging into FS. Here in Hong Kong, I think we're going to see the entry of similar uh, players, perhaps along those lines, and other forms of um, customer concentration points move into financial services and begin to offer uh, pretty innovative banking solutions. Now, a big concern customers have is security. We've had a number of high-profile fraud cases here in Hong Kong. Even the faster payment system had a few hiccups right at the beginning. How can we reassure customers that this is a secure way of doing financial transactions. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, I would say that's effectively the number one concern of regulators and indeed end customers, as you rightly say. Look, this is a concern that goes across the entire industry, whether you're an established bank, whether you're a new player coming to market. Ultimately, this is the, the, the regulator's job. And I should say, in the case of open APIs, virtual banking and so on, I can tell you that is the number one consideration from the HKMA and other regulators here in Hong Kong. But effectively, it'll require constant investment. Uh, this is not – there's no silver bullet to uh, data security considerations. It just requires constant alertness and investment, as I say. James, thank you very much indeed. Thank you for your time. That was James Lloyd, Asia-Pacific fintech leader at EY.